Welcome to the fifth episode of Public Theology for Ash Grove. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest to talk about a very special topic, and that topic is women and theology, and that special guest is a longtime friend of mine and once upon a time a co-worker of mine, Faith Bennett. Welcome to the podcast, Faith. How are you? Hey, Corbin. I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm excited to get into this episode. I think it'll be a fun topic. So let's start like this. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself so our audience can know you and kind of know where you're coming from, your standpoint, some of your history, life story, job, education, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. So let's just jump right in. Um, so a little bit about my story is I was, um, I grew up in a Christian home. I went to church all my life. I don't remember a time in my life that I wasn't at church. Um, so I had a lot of head knowledge of scripture and what the gospel was. Um, and what, who God was, but it just stayed there as head knowledge. Um, so I continued being in the church all throughout middle school, high school. Um, and then my freshman year of college, I had freedom for the first time. And so I realized that, um, I didn't have to do the whole church scene or go. Um, so I fell away from going to church and there, um, I realized that my head knowledge was just that and lived for self for a very long time. Um, during that time, I um, got into a lot of sin. I felt very hopeless and had a lot of despair just from the result of sin in my life um, and really struggled a lot with depression and suicide um, and just was hopeless and was only living for myself, which got me nowhere. Um, and so, the summer after that, um, the Lord really convicted my heart, and sh I realized for the first time that I was a sinner, and the only way, the only thing I should be putting my hope in is Jesus Christ and the gospel. Um, and so after that, I took a year off of college um, just because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I plugged back into my local church I was in during high school. Um, and then um, I applied to work Fuge Camps. And so I worked my first summer of Fuge Camps, shameless plug. <laughs> um, and there I really just felt content in doing ministry and serving the church. And that was the first time I thought of, um, like I had that contentment in anything career-wise. And so there I really felt the Lord calling me to pursue full-time um, ministry, whatever that looks like. I had no idea what that looked like, but I was like, all right, Lord. Um, so during that time at Fuge, I applied um, to Baptist Bible College in Springfield, Missouri. Um, and I have been there for the past two years. And then in August, I transferred to Spurgeon College um, in Kansas City, which is Midwestern Seminary's undergrad. And I will finish my undergrad this year. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and then I'll start my master's. Yeah, I'll start my master's and PhD work um, shortly after that. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, uh, I worked with Corbin um, at Lifeway. And there I really fell in, fell in love with resource ministry and um, theology. And I think conversations with you and other co-workers really just strengthened um, my love for theology, which is um, sweet. 
And then now um, I am at Midwestern in Spurgeon College. I'm finishing my undergrad in biblical counseling. Um, and then I work also at the school in the admissions. So if any listeners want to pursue theological education, call me and I will walk you through that process. <laughs> um, I also interned for the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, which is on campus. And I am a member at Liberty Baptist Church in Liberty, Missouri, and love my local church a lot. Awesome. Well, what a good testimony. And man, yeah, you, you've, you've done a lot of stuff and gotten to do a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> And I will say that you were very brave for working at huge camps. I only went to huge camps, <laughs> uh, but I understand if you're a worker there, you're you're up till the a.m. and then you're waking up in the a.m. Um, yeah, which is not something for me. <laughs> uh, the spirit gives you a lot of strength. <laughs> and yeah, I, I think happy. you. <laughs> Gosh, especially if you've got students showing up like me and my friends, where we were breaking bones on the first night. Oh, I um, <laughs> well. Uh, thank you for sharing that. So let's get to uh, the first question. So as I said at the beginning of this, on today's episode, we're going to talk about women and theology. And well, obviously, you're a woman and you love theology. So tell us a little bit about why you love theology and how you got into it. Yeah, um, great question. Um, so quickly after um, my conversion, I really um, just tried to seek good resources Um Growing up, um, a lot of the churches I went to had a lot of fluffy theology. Um, And even as an unbeliever, it made me mad. (laughs) And so I, after um, just surrendering to the the Lord, I really just tried to seek um, good resources to grow and to help my sanctification alongside scripture. And so um, I fell in love with John Piper with his Desiring God book, um, and then also When the Darkness Will Not Rise. Um, and mm-hmm. those were two, were kind of the gateway into the world of um, heavy theologians for Christian living resources. Um, yeah. It's not like these huge theology books. They're little, but they um, pack punches of truth. <laughs> and I was not ready for that whenever I started reading them, but shortly fell in love with just how um, eager they were or eager he was to just share truth, even if it was hard. And so after that, um, I really don't think I got into theology well until working at Lifeway and just being surrounded by so many resources and so many other books. And then that's whenever my um, dive, I would say, my like rabbit trail of researching kind of happened. Um, I love theology. I think it's so important for people to learn um, and grow just to know who God is more. Um, And it doesn't have to be something that happens at seminary or it can be such a personal study, which is really sweet as well. Mm, very, 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 very good answer to that question. And it's honestly kind of similar pathway with that for myself. I uh, just kind of grew up in a church without much great theology or much great applied theology. And it took one really good book by a really good author to to kind of get me to, to dive in. And for me, it wasn't John Piper. It was actually Jerry Bridges, uh, The Pursuit of Holiness, which I re- recommend both books, Piper's book and Bridges' book. But yeah, it just takes getting that little taste mm-hmm. and then, then you just want more. Um, So here's a follow-up question to that. So what are you reading through uh, or studying now that has you excited or is stretching you? And that could be your classes, that could be books, that could be mentorship you're getting. 
uh, however you want to answer. Yeah. Um, so right now, um, one of my favorite classes that I'm in is marriage and family counseling with Dr. Dale Johnson. Um, he's fun. Yes. I, um, really just love seeing what a biblical marriage looks like and what biblical family looks like and how discipleship, um, first comes within the family. Um, before, so like that's been really cool to chew on and just sit in lectures and just take so many notes, your fingers feel like they're going to fall off. Um, but then just have to sit and reflect on that. Um, so that's why. And then I'm also taking Dr. Patrick Schreiner's class right now, um, acts and the mission of God. Um, and that class is something that's so eye-opening just to the book of Acts. I think before taking that class, I was just like, oh, yeah, Acts. It's the missions book, and it's how the early churches got set up. But there's so much more theological, either that's systematic theology or just, like, theology of who God is within that book. That's been really sweet to um, just learn from someone way wiser than me. Um, and then personally... I haven't really been going through a lot uh, just with school, um, but one book that I really always cling to is The Gospel Primer by Milton Vincent. Um, it's so good. It just takes apart um, what the gospel is and meditates that on in such little paragraphs. You can pick it up and put it down so many times. I always carry that book in my backpack with me. Um, just whenever you need a little encouragement. Um, and then I, at church, my women's ministry or my women's discipleship group is going through Foundations by the Gatleys. I get, I think I said that name right. If not, so sorry. But it's just a 260-day um, Bible reading plan that takes you through the Bible chronologically. Yeah, it's been really sweet to uh, walk along that with women um, and just chew on scripture together. Um, and then also our old college pastor at Crossway Baptist Church um, recommended um, just slowly chewing on systematics. So right now, every week I read a chapter of Biblical Doctrines by John MacArthur. Um, and that's really heavy. <laughs> I'm just like, that's yeah. not like, oh, I'm just going to sit down at a coffee shop and read. But that's something that's been super beneficial just to keep um, systematic theology um, relevant in my brain whenever I'm trying to study so much with other classes. So that's kind of what I'm chewing on. That's a lot, but um, yeah. That is definitely <laughs> a lot. And you're kind of hitting like on all cylinders there. You've got your, your practical, you've got uh, your deep systematics, you've got your, your gospel primer to, to encourage and, and, and carry you on through the day. Um, and then you got Bible studies. So you're fire, firing on all cylinders with that. <laughs> um, that's trying awesome. to be well-rounded a lot of days i miss one of them but man yeah I, I can't imagine not coming out of that with just being a little bit more robust in all those areas so that's great um so we we, we in our planning for this episode to kind of break the the fourth wall a little bit we were discussing this question and it kind of stumped us for a little bit um but i think it'll be a good question and and the, the question that i'm about to ask faith um essentially came from our time working together at Lifeway. Uh, and, and it's kind of what stirred my brain towards this. And, and while we're at Lifeway, we, we kind of noticed a bit of a trend that uh, Bible sales, even some of our deeper theology book sales, and, and then just Bible studies in general, um, the majority of our customers and the majority of people who came and, and shopped and, and got resources to grow deep in their faith were actually um, women. And it was just kind of an interesting trend that stuck in my mind. So with that, I put this question here. Why do women have a stronger interest in theology and the spiritual 
than men often do. Yeah. Um, I think I've answered every question like that. Yeah. But <laughs> um, this, this question <laughs> made me think and made me ask other wiser people a lot because I wanted to answer it well. Um, but I didn't yeah. want to answer for God's character because I don't think that's kind or right or theological at all. Um, right. So there's a couple of things that came to mind and also came to other people's minds when asking. Um, one, I do think women, um, not to say that women are emotional basketball cases, don't hear me that way, but I do think women do see more spiritual and more emotional elements of life better than some men do. Um, and um, I think that's easier to be in tune when the Holy Spirit does convict um, or even just seeing the Holy Spirit move um, and seeing God work. I think that is something that um, could be a possibility. I think another time one yeah. of my friends said this, and I just loved it so much. Um, he said that um, if you look how scripture and you look how Christ set up his church, we see that Christ is the bridegroom and the church is the bride. And so Christ is consistently pursuing the church. Um, and as women, we, if you look how biblical marriage is set up, like the man will consistently pursue his wife. And so I think right. with that, um, women are more likely to understand that pursuit and understand that, um, in, not intention, but intentionality um, as Christ has for his church. Um, and then even if you look at the fall, how um, in creation, the creation mandate, um, you see that like, yes, Eve was deceived and ate first, but we see that right. sin comes through Adam because Adam did not protect her like a husband should. And so, um, and was passive in that. And so like, I think there's, so many elements that you could run off with and um, kind of get your mind boggled with all of um, the different possibilities. But I think those are some that um, make sense because statistically, yes, the church is made up more of women than it is men, um, which is odd, but um, that's just how it is. Yeah, no, I, I really want to zone in on um, and comment on your your second answer that 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 women essentially know how to be pursued by Christ better than men because we're not typically the ones who are being pursued, but typically pursuing like you like you mentioned. And I think maybe an element of that to kind of answer on the guy's side is I think uh, men often struggle with knowing how to or being humble enough to be willing to be dependent on God uh, and, and to to really let their guard down and 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 not be the um, I'm doing my own thing and going my own way, but, but, but actually resting in and being dependent on Christ and, and seeking reliance in him. And I think that that might be an element of why uh, I've seen that guys are less uh, motivated to get into theology uh, and to strive to, to learn more and, 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 and dive into helpful resources and things like that. Yeah. That was also a really good point. So yeah, yeah, I think I think I think I think that was an interesting question. I'm I'm glad that we discussed it. So let's move to another question. And and I'm kind of just I mean this this is an interview, so I, I am gonna rapid okay. fire you with some questions. So here's a here's another big question, and, and I'd say it's probably bigger than the last question. Um, and it's a question about theology and biblical 
womanhood. So here it is. How would pursuing a better understanding of God through theology help women to better realize or embrace biblical womanhood? It's a mouthful. <laughs> it is, but um, I really think understanding first what biblical womanhood is really important in today's culture um, as a woman. I think both an understanding of biblical manhood and womanhood is lacking in the church today. Um, generically speaking, I'm not saying that every church is failing on this because I don't know every church, but generically speaking, both men and women do not understand their roles and the line between biblical manhood and womanhood is very blurry. Um, As a woman, to understand biblical womanhood, um, I need to have an understanding of humanity as a whole, um, and that comes by scripture and theology. Um, I think the term generals has such has such a negative view um, in today's culture, especially with cancer culture and everything else going on. Um, the world, yeah. like gender roles is a cuss word, which is so sad because it's such a beautiful thing because that's how God uniquely made that part of his design for humanity. Um, so studying theology and who God is is all, will ultimately lead to a better understanding of how and why God created women um, and men. But right now we're talking about women. <laughs> um, now, um, right. like we should not go to scripture with the like desire to I'm just going to go to scripture to study what biblical womanhood is. But we should go to scripture um, and we should study this. And we should have an understanding of why God did put biblical gender roles in the Bible. Um, mm. Yeah, it's like women studying scripture is not to know just how we act or dress, but um, it should be able to learn who God is and what he has called women to do um, and how we should appropriately apply that to our lives. Um, I think if First Timothy 2 says a woman like should not have authority of a man in the local church, then we should pay attention to that and not take offense to that. But also scripture does empower women um, to lead like Deborah and Esther. Um, and as a woman, we should pay attention to that as well. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, that's a, that's a, a great answer. And I think you summed it up uh, pretty stinking well that, that, I mean, we, we really can't know what it what it means to be a biblical woman without studying theology and scripture. So it's it's essential to uh, to being that and and realizing what that is. Uh, theology is essential to those things. Um, so so very very clear, very good answer, very encouraging answer with that. Um, so let's go to a, a kind of move to the second segment of this, and we're going to shift gears a little bit, and and we're kind of going to escalate through this to 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 more and more theological questions. So uh, here's the next question that I have for you. So why should women get into theology and be well-read in the area? Yeah. Um, When thinking about this, whenever you sent me this question before the podcast, the first question that came to mind is like, why is it so taboo that women are not already introduced to theology and why um, they're not seeking those um, resources that um, maybe a man would because they're confined to their women's section of the bookstore or whatever that is. Uh, I think Christian society right. has made this stigma um, that only men who want to be a pastor should study theology. And that is nothing or that's so far from the truth. Um, I think looking at Christ's life, women walked alongside Jesus and they sat under his teaching and served him and were used by him. 
Um, they've been a part of this mm. narrative, um, not being the main focus because Christ is always the main focus, but women have been the, part of this narrative um, surrounding the gospel from the Old Testament to the new. Um, so back mm. to your original question, <laughs> I think women should um, study theology for many reasons, um, but I think I made three points just because we don't have all nine. Um, but first, I think women should study <laughs> theology. Um, to learn to read well because it establishes a better understanding and love for God and His Word. Um, when you continue to study about mm. who God is, you can't stop. Honestly, um, if you are like, yeah. if you have the Spirit dwelling inside you, and you start this pursuit to study who He is and what His Scripture says, it's almost like a drug. Like do you just keep on going because you can't get enough because there's so much about God that's unknown. Um, and I think. Mm. Uh, when you continue to study about God and who he is and what he does, um, it's so easy just to fall in love with him more and more. Um, I think that's something that's so important to, when studying theology. Um, and I think when someone is not fully studying and trying to know who God is, it's so easy to forget the characteristics and who God truly is because you're not studying him. So you it helps or it doesn't help you, but like <laughs> not studying God gives you a false view of who he is, which can lead you astray in so many ways. Um, and so mm. also with all of these little uh, question points I have, I did a little book reference for people. If they're like, oh yeah, I need to learn more about that point. Um, so if you want to know more about who God is, I think Knowing God by J.I. Packer is a great resource um, to get into that. Definitely. Um, and then my second point um is we've already touched on this, but I think another reason women should study theology and scripture is to know what biblical womanhood looks like, looks like, wow, words, <laughs> in the daily life. Um, to understand biblical womanhood, we must first understand how to read scripture and have proper hermeneutics and interpretation of what scripture says. Mm. Um, studying theology and reading sound resources and actually diving into scripture will help women align what they believe with what how they live out their lives, which is so important um, to a woman and also to the church as a whole as women are being taught by other women um, and so on and so forth. And then um, with this resources, um, a Typical Woman by Abigail Dodds is a great resource. Um, Disciplines of a Godly Woman by Barbara Hughes is another great resource. Actually, Corbin, you're the one that told me to read this. That one. Uh, I, I remember that, but that's um, awesome. And then also Anything by Margaret and Andreas Koschenberger in their Biblical Design of Manhood and Womanhood is such a great resource. Um, they are professors at Midwestern, and I've got to meet with Dr. Margaret Koschenberger, mm -hmm. and she understands and seeks to have clarity of what biblical womanhood is and it's she's they're great so any resources by them um, and then lastly um, I think women should study theology just to have a better love of God's word um, we've kind of talked about this in the past but we don't add anything to scripture um, but the Lord has been so kind to allow other theologians to come and write resources and edify and encourage us to be in scripture um, it's kind of like an ongoing cycle that never ends. Um, we learn and we base our theology on scripture and then we use theology to understand scripture. And <laughs> so you're going back and forth of seeing, having scripture as our baseline, but using resources to better understand what scripture is saying, which is beautiful. Um, scripture is sufficient. Yeah. And we should 
um, be convicted to know God's word. And um, like Colossians 3 says, like, let the word of God dwell richly among us. Um, We do that Mm -hmm. by continuing God's word and then studying theology and other resources to better understand what he is saying. Um, and I think the research for, okay, this book, I do not understand, I can never understand, or wow, words, I can never pronounce his last name, but, um, How to Eat Your Bible by Nate Picklewitz, I think that's how you pronounce it, is such a great Bible. It just gives you a baseline of what interpretation and hermeneutics is, um, and it's not this huge theology book, and it's so good. And then also Women of the Word by Jen Wilkin is another great resource for that. Yeah. Awesome. I, I think all three of those points just just kind of hit the nail on the head of that. And I'm glad you men- mentioned uh, Doc- Dr. Margaret Kostenberger because she uh, can pack some heat. I, th- I think I think it was uh, uh, him and hers book on manhood and womanhood. She wrote one of the the first little sections in there, and she was talking about complementarianism. And this is totally kind of off topic and a rabbit trail, but it was like a moment where my <laughs> mind got completely blown by her, uh, and she was explaining complementarianism and how uh, wives submitting to their husbands isn't a sign of inferiority because Christ submitted to the father. And we wouldn't say that the the son is inferior to the father because they're equal um, in in their divine essence. Right. Um, So that, that, that parallel between the explaining submission in the Trinity and submission in uh, a marriage and and showing that that doesn't communicate inferiority, but uh, Mm -hmm. just, just a role uh, that like, shook me like I, I think i read that while i was in the office one day and i literally went into everybody's office and i was like listen to this let me I'm read this sure. to you um, <laughs> i'm just pretty sure you so read good. that to me the next time i went over to your, your, your life's home <laughs> <laughs> probably i was like i was jazzed on it for about a week because it was just like that's a really good way to explain yeah. uh gender roles <laughs> with a, but yeah she's she's a great theologian and, and like you said all their books are super duper good. I read uh, God, Marriage, and Family by uh, Dr. Andreas Kostenberger last year, and yeah. it super duper helped me uh, with counseling, with student ministry, with encouraging parents, all that. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Two really great They're authors. Great. They're a blessing to campus too. So it's cool to see them in ministry here as well. I'm very blessed for that. Yeah. And, and I think that's, and, and this is kind of a, a, a side note on our school and, and Faith and I go to the same school. I'm, I'm just online and she's on campus. But I think one of the cooler things about our school is that, yes, there's there's academics, but also like the professors mm-hmm. are allowed to do ministry and encouraged to do ministry, which which really makes um, Midwestern different than than your typical uh, just just pure academia style school. Uh, but with that said, let's let's ask another <laughs> fun question. Um what advantages does it give both uh, the woman who is uh, full-time in ministry or the woman who is a stay-at-home mom, or would you say that both are in full-time ministry? So let me, let me rephrase this a little bit. So what advantage uh, would a woman who's studying theology, whether she's in full-time ministry or uh, a stay-at-home mom, uh, what advantage would studying theology give this, uh, give the woman who studies theology um, in those areas, and and would you also consider both those areas to be full time ministry, like a a, a full time counseling position as well as being uh, a mother? Yeah, who, who I would one hundred percent say that both are full time ministry. Um, as women, we are called mm-hmm. to look after our home, whatever that looks like in the individual's life. Um, I think a lot of times that gets kind of legalistic of like, 
well, you have to work or you can't work even though your life depends on it. Like, yes, be in stewardship of your family, but like women are called to look after the home and to um, tend to that. Um, I might get backlash after this one, but I think biblical women or biblically women do have different roles than men. Um, yes, we have the same value, but like both men and women, women are image bearers of Christ. And so if Christ is um, sharing that what biblical womanhood is, is to be um, the caretaker of the home, then we should be obedient to that. Um, and I think we said this later in or earlier in this podcast that um, like family discipleship is a marrying point of discipleship for mm-hmm. your children. Um, as a mom, you're not going to... Yeah the Sunday and Wednesday childcare, children's ministry, youth ministry that you take your children to are not enough for discipleship. They are so important. Um, I think children's ministry and youth ministry are shape the children's life so well, but the home also has to be that main point of discipleship. Um, and that is a full-time mm, job definitely. in ministry. Um, and I think a lot of times with just women being at home, people get really um, fired up about this topic because what they're trying to do is make um, women act like and become men in the fact of they aren't home, they aren't with the children, they aren't being that prime disciple or discipling for the children, which is um, sad. Um, And I think the feminist movement is so ironic because it is anything to do but empowering women to be feminine. Um, but rather rejecting what it looks like for a woman to live out what God designed for her to be. Um, I was watching a documentary by Founders of Ministry, and they were talking um, and discussing women's role in the church and in the home. And one of the podcasters from Sheologians, which is another great podcast, I don't know. I'm just recommending everything, sorry. (laughs) Um, But she was sharing that, like, society rejects the creativity and beauty behind God, um, that God put in into designing women and designing women's roles. Um, and she shared this illustration that if you look at creation, you can see all these beautiful details and flowers and animals. And I think she used a tiger in this illustration, but then you can't look at all of that and then look at women's role at home and be like, wow, like the Lord got lazy and just put made sure that she was home. But like, there is such beauty in that as well. Um, but there's also beauty in women pursuing full-time ministry if that's what you're called to do. Um, and that was a very long answer, but the simple answer is yes. Like both full-time ministry and both or both full-time ministries are needed. Either that be the woman being full-time in vocational ministry or the woman being full-time at home or the woman being full-time in bivocation ministry. Like there's so many aspects where it's important. And it's important that each one is studying God's word and theology. Mm, definitely. I, I, I like that you brought up um, the, the the segment in that documentary, because I, I remember this part, too, and I think about it often with this uh, with this topic. Um, but another part of that where, where the ladies from the Sheologians podcast were talking that are, that really stood out to me was essentially they, they argued that the, the feminist movement, um, essentially like the main thrust of it was, for a woman to be everything that she should be, um, she needs to be a man, which completely diminishes uh, what it is to be a woman. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're right. It's completely ironic because it's telling them that the, the, the best that a woman can be is to be like a man, 
Um, and what that does is completely reject and then how God rejects made women to be. What um, true femininity or being feminine is. And it's so, yes, it is ironic. I could go on a rabbit trail on all of that, but we won't for the sake of time. And we're back from our break, uh, back to a conversation with Faith Bennett. Uh, talking about theology, talking about womanhood. And uh, we we left off uh, having just discussed a little bit about feminism. And, and we even decided together that, hey, we're going to come back and talk about this uh, because it's an interesting topic and a uh, very popular movement. So so we'll do that at some point. But staying, getting getting us back on topic because we could both go on rabbit trails all day. Let's uh, <laughs> go to this question. So what effects could women ha- women in the church uh, seriously getting into theology, have on the church, the home, and just Christianity in general? Yeah, I mean, women who are studying theology and scripture and learning about who God is um, will only benefit and promote the church and the home and just culture and society as a whole. Um, I think if more women understood the importance of studying theology, um, there would be a serious reformation in how women in the church function. Um, biblical or Bible studies and book studies, women's events would not just be like five ways to become a better wife or how to do X, Y, Z better, but like it would be scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not speaking of every, every church, honestly, I think a lot of churches, um, do women's ministry so well. Um, but in general, like working at bookstores and being around Christian resources and studying different Christian resources, a lot of what women's ministry is, is fluff. Um, yeah. It's a fluffy message and a time of fellowship where you might leave feeling good, but it doesn't admonish you and it doesn't encourage you to dive more into scripture. And that is such a problem. Um, women are intelligent and they can study theology and learn well. Um, and I would love to encourage anyone who wants to seek out more resources and get introduced to theology to start um, start studying, studying God, start studying his word because um Anyone who ever does that will never cause ha- harm to your personal growth or the personal growth around you, but just mm-hmm. lean more into your better sanctification and better promotion of God in the home and in the church um, and just in daily life. Um, yeah. No, definitely. I, I like that you, you caveated, it, caveated it there at the end that, that it's not going to studying theology and studying God's word will will never, ever hurt you. And something that we've been saying around uh, our church office lately, uh, just as we've been thinking through discipleship and things like that, which we're actually revamping a bit of our discipleship right now, is is we've been saying your, your people will only go as deep as your discipleship goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's very true just, just in general. Um, if, if, if we want to just stop at the, the fluff that, that is offered, like you said, in, in most women's ministry contexts, um, that, that fluff is as far as, uh, some will go, but but if we take the step uh, into studying theology, even though it can be scary or intimidating or something like that, uh, when we take that step, uh, really what we're doing is 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 we're going further into discipleship, and and really uh, theology and and the study of God uh, is is pretty uh, is a is a pretty bottomless pool to drink out of, yeah. uh, which which I think is very cool. Yeah. Um, so, you got anything else on that? I would just say that. Um... As the church and as women and men, you 
if you are wanting to teach and to mature in discipleship or disciple other people in your church, then you're going to have to have an understanding. And mm. so I think it's going to take time to kind of give that passion. I'm not, not speaking for God. So actually, I don't know if it would take time or it would just be like this, but like to reverse the fluffy theology, like it does need a someone to start it and to someone to reverse back the bad theology in the church to make way for the new theology in the church. Um, mm. And so studying theology and women and men and children, I think everyone should just get into introduction to further dive into theology to help first to care for your brothers and sisters in Christ. And then also for your personal sanctification. Mm. Amen. Definitely. Yeah. Now, you live and uh, you live at and you work at a seminary, uh, specifically the seminary where we both go to school. Uh, and as we know, um, and as a lot of our friends know, Bible college and seminary cost a lot of money uh, and consumes a lot of time and a lot of energy. Uh, in fact, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's the same for on campus, but today I finish up my, my term B um, courses because we have a half week on our last week. And I'm pretty exhausted from it. I had apologetics and, and, and it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of energy to uh, dive into these deep classes. And uh, despite all that, I know you and I would both say uh, that it's worth every second and worth every penny. So kind of hypothetically speaking, to, to kind of give a scenario to, to frame this question, let's say a woman in the church came up to you and, and she's not over a women's ministry. She's uh, she's not doing biblical counseling like like you do, like I do, like my wife does. Uh, but she loves the word of God and she loves the Lord. And she wants to go deeper and deeper uh, than just uh, reading uh, the kind of the generalized resources that are out there. Or, or even she wants to go deeper than the, the church can currently take her in what they're offering for discipleship. So with that scenario in mind, would you encourage her to consider seminary or Bible college? And if so, why? Yeah, um, I would 100%. If she has that desire to learn and to grow in theology and thinks that Bible college is the right step for her, then I would 1000% pursue her or push her in help or help her pursue that. Mm -hmm. uh, so many times on the phone calls at admissions, I get these people who are just hey, I don't know a lot about God. I don't know a lot about theology, um, but I want to learn. And I think this is the best way to do this. And that is something is first so humble for someone to recognize that. And just the beauty and seeing their humility and just wanting to seek scripture is yeah. something that should be encouraged, not to promote them, but promote the spirit working within them. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think, if any woman wants to be trained and equipped more in theology and hermeneutics and apologetics, um, then I would a thousand times say yes. Um, higher education does cost money. <laughs> it takes a lot of time and energy. I think this week I wrote like 14 pages of assignments and worth of essays and just writing because that's just life in Bible college. Um, but being trained and being poured into by these professors who love God, love his church, and want other people to have that same love and desire as they do for God and his church is something that um, I would never want 
like this would never be a regret. Um, mm. One of my dear mentors back in Springfield, um, I was meeting with her and she was talking about her MDiv degree and she was talking about how her husband continually reminds her that uh, she will never be able to make more money than what she spent on her MDiv degree, but that's not the reason why you get it. You get yeah. it to love and to serve God and act in obedience if that is something he laid on your heart. Um, I will say if money is an issue, then Midwestern has a lot of great options um, mm. for um, to love God and to act and to learn more about him. Um, if a lot of times the For the Church Institute is a free way to get classes and to kind of dip your toe into theology and hermeneutics and so much more. Um, I don't know if I was supposed to do an infomercial, but that just shows how much I love Midwestern um, yeah. and their mission for serving the church well. Um, and even going into um, higher education and higher learning in Bible college or seminary, it doesn't mean that everyone has to get their PhD and write a 400-page dissertation, but just yeah. take classes, audit classes, like glean wisdom from the people who – that's their job to share why God is so awesome and why we should learn on that. So, yeah, that's all. I feel like that was kind of a ramble. I just got kind of passionate and lost where I was going. Uh, no, that's, that's, that's great. That's exactly what I was uh, kind of what I figured you'd answer and, and what I was hoping you'd answer for that. Uh, and, and I really like that you brought up the, the FTC Institute uh, classes, because if, if there are any listeners who are interested in theology, that is a free and great way to get some solid theology, some Old Testament, some church history, um, all sorts of stuff. In fact, uh, it's kind of funny that you mentioned it because one of the, the women's small groups at our church is actually going to start uh, one of the FTC classes for uh, their, their Sunday morning small group. And I, th I think they're actually going to do uh, the theology one with Dr. Strand, which is yeah. pretty That's awesome. That's sweet. Yeah. Uh, so here's here's another question, and it's actually our last question of the day, uh, and this is more of an academic question. So would you say that there is a need for theological scholarship from women? And, and what I mean uh, by that and, and, and scholarship is, is, is to see scholarly works and to see uh, books and, and even uh, very academic books written uh, by and for women. So with that, would you say that there is a need for theological scholarship for women. I would definitely say that there's a need. Um, now with the feminist movement at the highest it's ever been historically, um, there's a need for women to know scripture and there is a need for women to be able to teach scripture and there's a need for women to defend what scripture says about biblical womanhood. Um, as a woman, I am excited personally uh, to be able to attend a seminary where the guy to girl ratio is four to one um, because that allows me not to take for granted the ability to gain wisdom um, and theology in such a male-driven culture, which is great. I love my guy friends here. Um, and I'm not saying like, oh, stick it to the man. But like there is so many right. opportunities for women to grow in this field because it's lacking. Um, so that's something that I would pursue or help women pursue higher education because there is such that need. Um, on the flip side of that, I think it's also so humbling because every day um, I and so many uh, other of my gal pals here are reminded that um, as a woman, I will never be a pastor of a church or a headship of the family, but I get to teach and counsel women, um, hopefully in my church, and I will be able to teach and love my children, hopefully in that same capacity. 
um, and to obey and love God and his commandments and model that in a way that's submission to my pastors and elders and deacons in the local church um, in a way that is still promoting theological scholarship and promoting um, women seeking scholarship in that way is something that is super rewarding. Uh, I hope mm. that other women can see in the need to be equipped to be for the church. Um, and can you tell we go to Midwestern with this for the church? <laughs> um, and being for the church looks differently. <laughs> um, it looks differently to women as it does to men. And that's the beauty behind God's design for biblical gender roles and the church and the family and so much more. And we should rejoice in that and not take offense to that, but also know that there is room for women to grow and this theological scholarship. Awesome. Well, this has been a great and interesting and encouraging episode of Public Theology for Ashgrove, and we'll certainly have Faith on here again. Thank you, Faith, for, for coming on and, and talking to us about theology. Uh, we appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And, and as I said, we'll do it again. I think we, we know what we'll talk about. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll bust the doors wide open on feminism uh, the next time we do Love this. <laughs> Awesome. Well, until next time, uh, thank you for listening in. Uh, and until next time, uh, think well. Mm-hmm.